Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Obi, over to you. Hey, Martina. Hey, everyone. My name's Obi, and I'm a CRM coordinator at Bumble. And my role involves creating user-based communications for the Bidoo and Bumble apps via our own channels, such as promo cards, push notifications, and emails. And Obi's smashing it over at Bumble. He's another contact that I've worked with previously. So really, really keen to uh, see how he may have changed, evolved, grown since joining Bumble. We care, but we don't talk about the job on this podcast. As soon as we've done these intros, Obi gives me a letter and a number combination. And that determines the question that I'll ask. So Obi, let's kill the mystery here. Give me a letter and a number combination, please. I'm going to go with E17. 17 is the topic of routine. And under E, the question is, do you have any particular routine that is essential to you having a good day? Before I start working, mm-hmm. I have to listen to three or four songs from my like, on-repeat playlist on Spotify, cycle myself up to get on my day. Could you go without the music in the morning and still smash it that day? Or does it need to happen to set you up right? I remember during the day, like, oh, I haven't done that yet. And then like, when I do mm-hmm. it, it's kind of not the same. It has to be in the morning. Let's do this live. So you don't have to play music because <laughs> I may get charged <laughs> for that. But um, if you went into your playlist now, what were the songs today? It was a WWE theme song for a wrestler called Roman Reigns, which has been top of my list for a while, actually. In Your Eyes by The Weeknd. And then it was She Knows by J. Cole. That is an eclectic mix of tracks. Really interested about WWE. I used to be a huge fan back in the day growing up as a kid. Guess who you think my favorite wrestlers were? There were two of them. The Rock. Yes. Rikishi? Nope. Kane? Nope. Stone Cold? No, it was The Rock. You got that right first time. And Chris Jericho. Oh, Jericho. Yeah, nice. Yeah, Jericho. Oh, I used to be into it. It's so theatrical because I thought it was real for a, a long period of time until I got to a certain age in my teens and I was like, what? This is fake. It was the story with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H and China, rest in peace, and Kane and The Undertaker and... Brett the Hitman Hart and Owen Hart. I was into it. I don't watch it now. Oh, I, I do. I'm still very <laughs> much into it. I was reading Chris Jericho's autobiography. Like, obviously, I knew, like, they didn't burn Kane alive or anything like that. I just suspended my disbelief for it. Mm-hmm. And I read the book and I was like, reading the ins and outs, like the training and all the stuff. I was like, oh, that's, um, that's fine. The way I describe it to my girlfriend, it's like real housewives, but we're <laughs> fighting. That's a great comparison. <laughs> It is the equivalent of scripted telly that feels real enough that you, you want to know what happens next. If you look at these stories, it feels very Shakespearean or Dickensian. Raw storytelling, I think that's why it does so well, because it has those core elements that we recognise. Can I kind of assume that Roman Reigns is your favourite wrestler? I think my favourite wrestler probably would be Cody Rhodes. He got injured last year. He tore his pec the week of a big mm-hmm. match and then he wrestled oh. for an hour and then he was out for like nine months and stuff just recovering yeah yeah the rock had so many rivalries in his time and his tenure stone cold triple h mankind who was also dude love and he was also cactus jack yes cactus jack as well (laughs) mick furley oh my god yes i think kurt angle was the one that pissed me off the most he just got more and more obnoxious and he and the rock hated each other for a period of time 
So I just mm. was never a fan of his. Do you have somebody that's just interacted poorly with your favorite characters and you're like, screw that guy or girl? Hulk Hogan, I don't really like, but I think that's more just because of who he is. A person <laughs> that disliked most was Triple H when he yeah. wasn't in DX. I love to hate him. Yeah. Like he was so swarmy and like he would cheat to win and he was just arrogant. One thing I did like was his entrance. He was spit out the water. He had, and a, stuff. Sick, that was... he had a sick entrance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had the relationship with Stephanie McMahon and the mm. sort of love triangle with China. Wasn't he dating both or one of them in real life? He's married to Stephanie McMahon. He's married to Stephanie, now. yeah. He runs like the creative for WWE, like he's in charge now. Ah, yeah, because Vince is the owner, isn't he, of it all. So nepotism. But yeah, Obi was referring to D-Generation X for those who are or who aren't fans of WWF. Triple H was in there. It was um, China, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, X-Pac. Billy Gunn. Yeah. And they used to have the X sign, didn't they, where they crossed their arms over their body and that was the thing. I didn't realise that was offensive when I was growing up because I used to do it a lot. When they would do the X on their lap, it was like saying suck it. I was naive to that. I just thought it was like a cool gesture. And then I like, get told <laughs> off. I'm like, why? I'm just being DX. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can be forgiven for that because we didn't know. We were just subjected to this content. That was a, a nice little trip down memory lane. Obi, I would love another letter and number combination, please. N13. Okay. 13 is the topic of memories. And the question is... Was the viral image of the dress originally posted in 2015 black and blue or white and gold? For those who maybe aren't aware or have forgotten this, back in 2015, this image of a dress went viral on the net and it was a photograph of a dress that appeared to be coloured either black and blue to some viewers or white and gold. Based on the differences, I believe, of the way that humans perceive colour, there's obviously things like color blindness and astigmatism or just the way that the light refracts off of your eyes. And I don't know that it was ever settled what color the dress was. And I'll post the link to the dress in the show notes for those who want to have a look at it. Would love, Obi, your opinion. I never saw white and gold, so I, I just thought it was people just trolling. I remember like changing the brightness on my phone, the computer, <laughs> everything, and it was always blue and black. Blue and black is what it looks like to me. I'm looking at it now, actually. But some people genuinely do see it a different color which is crazy because this podcast always finds its way into existentialism and sort of <laughs> philosophical wonder, but there's no one unified experience of reality, in my opinion. And others hold this opinion where, because we all perceive things differently, whether it be the taste of coffee or whether we like the heat, I could be enjoying a day in the sun and you could be absolutely hating it, but we'd be under the same sun, right? Yeah. I feel like everybody's experience is so unique that I can't even comment on what the people who thought that they saw white and gold think, because in their minds, they absolutely do. I find yeah. this stuff interesting. So like, I don't necessarily always agree with every single thing. Mm. Like, I'll listen to your theories. And if it's mm. makes a compelling point, I'll go, yeah, yeah, I can see why you think that. Yeah. Like you said, our experiences are so unique. Not everyone accepts that they're unique. People mm. kind of want to force their experiences onto you. And I like your position on it where you're kind of like, oh, okay, I'll hear you out. But then I'll have my view respectfully and you'll have yours. You don't need to troll on the internet, guys. You don't need to comment badly. Just move on. If you want someone to agree with you, you can go find someone to agree with you. Exactly. Like, you don't need to, don't need <laughs> to convince, convince me or convince whoever it is. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, Obi, I would love to ask you for the final letter and number combination, please. C, 15. 15 is the topic of nostalgia. And the question here is, could the tech that you used in your childhood work for you in today's world? The Game Boy. I had the Advance and I had the SP afterwards, the one that flipped up. I think that was black, was it? Or was like, yeah. Yeah, I remember how that looked. My brother had one. So there was the original Game Boy, 
Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color. There was a Game Boy Advance, the SP, and the Super Game Boy. So Game Boy was going for a while. What were the uh, kinds of games that you played? I remember playing Sonic on it, on one, oh, one yes. of them. Big game. And also had an Inspector Gadget game. I love the show, so I think it's one of the games I've played the most. But my story of my Game Boy has a sad ending. Mm. Being the kind sister that she is, I was like eight, she might be five. We went on holiday and she put on my Game Boy and saw that it was slightly dirty. So she <laughs> ran it under the tap to make sure it was clean again. Gave it back to me, said, I'll clean your Game Boy for you. I looked at it and the screen was like, water yeah, damaged. yeah, water damaged. Yeah, I tried to dry it and put the game back in and just wouldn't start. And I was like, <laughs> oh, she was trying to do a good deed. Obi, on a scale of one to 10, how angry slash sad were you? I'm still sad about it today. So <laughs> it's a strong, it's a very strong 10. She had good intentions, but even when we, we got that PlayStation stuff, like I was always reluctant to let her play. We need separation on this console. <laughs> Obi, this has been hilarious. I've loved this chat so much. We're at the juncture in the podcast where I'm really keen to pick the brain of the guest and ask them for some sage advice. You work at a fantastic company. For people listening who are really keen to get into tech, they might be intrigued about how you got there. What has spurred you on along the course of your professional career? Advocate for yourself. Be proud of any achievements, whether they're big or small in your mind, and don't let anyone downplay them. No one knows you better than you, and no one can be you better than you. So. Trust your gut, trust yourself, make choices that are right for you, not for anyone else. And then paying it forward. No matter where you get to in your career, there's someone who is looking at your position and might need a conversation or some guidance to get to where they want to get to. Advocate for yourself, trust your gut and set boundaries and pay it forward. Obi, brilliant. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been really, really lovely talking to you. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Amazing. All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Speak soon. Take care.